that peak that, look at that peak that must have been great for the audio oh no it was it was truly terrible it was a it was a peak like we've never had before happy birthday to, to me happy birthday to you happy birthday dear me And I am getting a call from Yoon's mother. <laughs> Which, you know, that checks out. Just like we said before. Let's, uh. Hello? Hello? Welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast, a podcast where we listen to all 41 songs that would have represented oh their country boy. at this year's Eurovision Song Contest, if not for a certain disease which shall not be named, which interfered with the order of business. In the world. My name is Yeroon, I am your lovely host, and with me is the birthday girl. The birthday bitch. Yeah. Mira. Mira. I'm 27! 27? Today, April 24th, which is not when we're going to be releasing oh, no, this it's, episode. It's almost, it's 10pm, baby. And we're still going to watch stuff. Yeah, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Um, how does it feel being old? I super don't feel old at all. I think I feel like last crone. year when I turned We did a 26? joke about being a crone, yeah, yeah. Oh, did we? I don't know. Victor Crone. <laughs> Eurovision jokes. I don't. Storms uh, like this could break a man like this. Shut up. No, but last year I was like, oh, I'm not in my early 20s anymore. I'm 26. This right. feels weird. Absolutely. But now I'm like, I spent the last year thinking I was already 27 because I have no fucking clue how it's, old I it's am when, at it's, any given yeah. point. I keep forgetting how old I am, so I don't feel like I suddenly got that much older. As someone who just went through all that, that is the the experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm just like, oh, I'm 27. Wasn't I already? No. Wait, am I 27 or am I 28? Well, you're gonna be here. No, I'm 28. I'm 27. <laughs> Fuck. Are you already 28? Huh? <laughs> You're going to be there until I guess you turn 30 because it's where I'm still at right now where I'm like, what age am I? Who am I? <laughs> I know. Oh, God. The, what is growing up? The mid to late 20s. We are just like, I don't know. Like, I have no I mean, fucking listen, clue how old I am. Listen, I think everyone in the world can relate to that at this point in time of just like not time knowing. Time has no more meaning. Knowing what time absolutely. is, what, what day it is what age we are, what year we're in. It's so weird because it's usually just me who is like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but now you finally I have no concept of time. Yeah, now everyone can finally relate to your uh, everyday experience. Like, I either work from home or am unemployed, so I never know what day it is anyway. And now suddenly everyone's in this boat with me. 
But it's not like you can see them. It's not like you can see them. It's not like it's that, that's a very visible thing for you to be like, ah, they're doing the same thing. Yeah, we're all inside. in the same boat, but we're not all in the same boat because we be socialists. <laughs> we are in separate boats. <laughs> Trust me. Like, we are multiple silly boats on the sea. <laughs> Hi, I'm three deep in this uh, sparkling wine. Um, Not this sparkling wine, the previous bottle, because we did open this one. Hey, listen, it mean, your, your birthday normally only comes once a year. Do you know what else only comes once a year? <laughs> My wife. <laughs> no, Eurovision. Right. So listen, um, it's not. It's not happening. I was setting you up. You made a shitty huh? joke. It's not happening this which is, year, Which folks. is very sad because, um, you know, we love Eurovision. And um, I can't believe that a month ago-ish we weren't sure uh, if Eurovision was going to go through or not. And, and at this point it, it is... ever a question. At this point it is unconscionable. We could not possibly imagine it still happening. Um, but the shame of it is that we will never know which of these 41 songs actually would have won... Yeah, because you have to, like, clear me up on on the logistics of this. Like, they are not carrying over to next well, year. Uh, it is it is up to each individual country and broadcaster to decide whether they want to um, reselect the artist and give them a new song. The songs are just... The songs are gone. Oh my god! Or really? if they want to just have their national selection, which... To many countries is an essential part of their annual broadcasting. Yeah, no, of course. So Sweden, uh, all of the Nordic countries are like, we're gonna have a new national selection yeah, next year. Yeah, you gotta have your melody it festival. Is, it is an essential part of our annual broadcast. We are What's very, Estonia without Istilau? We are very sad for the contestants that we selected, but, and I... You know, people have called it heartless. Television I, I, is planned yeah, that's, like a that's, year in that's advance. That's my thing. Like, the television is planned, but there is a very special situation going on that it's a real big shame for all of these songs uh, that they won't be going to Eurovision. And it's really weird that we started off doing, like, a bonus episode of songs that didn't make it to Eurovision. And it wasn't good. <laughs> only for that to happen to all of the songs. I know, it's so weird. Every year I sink deeper and deeper into the trash pit that is the Eurovision fandom, and yet I am not allowed to join the Eurovision fandom because I'm supposed to like not listen to the songs yeah, and it's, at all. And it's hard. It's, it's hard because you keep telling me about the great memes and jokes that everyone's making, and I want to be involved in and what's that. Even, what's even harder is sometimes these songs break out of Eurovision, um, especially now that they, they are not competing or whatever, and they go viral. Like the um, Norwegian which song, which I have heard about. Wrong country, but, but that's fine. Finland? Don't worry about it. Um, but then, it's like you never know in the year 2020 when a song is going to show up on a TikTok. Right! You got so mad at where I, me! Where I have to, like, essentially just run up to you and swat your phone out of your hands because I can hear the starting notes of a song and I'm like, What are you watching? And you're like, It's a TikTok. And I'm like, Don't! You're not allowed to hear that song! 
Of course, you wouldn't know that it's Eurovision song. It's just a TikTok song that someone's using. Okay, I resent you implying that I have and use the the app TikTok. Oh, I did not say that. I know, but you're like, oh, you're watching a TikTok as if that's something I do regularly. Sometimes you see a TikTok on the Twitter or the yeah. Tumblr and sure. you're like, oh, watch Sorry. this. An, an online video. An online social media video. I, no, I have no I have in my life watched a TikTok. It, it happens. It happens. It's unavoidable. You're um, going to watch a TikTok. I'm just saying, we are in a time when that, that would have been very essential to the success of some of these songs, I think. Their potential to be memed or to go viral. What was the first, like, Eurovision meme song, would That's you say? That's such a hard question to answer. I know, and I'm, and I'm what do asking you, it. What do you mean, like, do you mean, like, a song that became a meme irrespective of Eurovision, or...? Yes. Because, like, if we're thinking big memes... I mean, Epic I, Sax Guy yeah, I was going to say, if we're thinking one, big you know? memes that don't necessarily rely on this is Eurovision, Epic Sax Guy, because it's just that clip of the sax. Anyway. Is that picking up? A little bit. Our dog is dreaming. Our dog's having a beautiful dream. Um, as per the new way of doing things that I started last year, I have divided the songs uh, in this year's competition up into multiple categories, each uh, containing three or four or maybe even five songs. Yeah, um, doing great. Sounding good, sugar. The categories <laughs> that I made up are as follows. Ooh, oh my god, I'm so excited. I, I didn't know I was going to get so excited about this. I'm extremely excited. The categories you, 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 are as follows. Boys named Ben. Oh no. Everything is power except power, which is sex. Ugh, amazing. Am I out of touch? No. You're it's the out people of time. who are oh. wrong. God, I hate having emotions. Ooh. I am a composer. I'll be back in. Maybe she snapped. The titles of these songs consist of two words in a language that I don't speak. <laughs> what do you want from me? Moving on and letting go. You're the only one, my only one. And this, the final category, which I think we should talk about today. We're not getting any younger. Well, I mean, of course that's the one. Which seems like the... It's very apt. The one we should dive into to get started. I mean, uh, I resent you forcing my hand, forcing my decision, but you are what's, right. What's even better about that is that, um, as per Eurovision Division tradition, the Ooh. country that won last year's contest is the first song we could talk about. The Netherlands. The game. Netherlands, you're right. Winning I'm... with Arcade. Can I just say that 
2020 would have been the first year that we could have just gone to Eurovision. Mm -hmm. We live in fucking Belgium, and the Netherlands won. It's it's like a two-hour trip Mm -hmm. to Rotterdam. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to go there, and we just... And it got fucking cancelled. This is such is the way of life. The rage. But this is not the worst thing that has happened. A lot of terrible things are going on in the world today. It's fine. Like capitalism. I can, ugh, I can get over it. What would the Netherlands have said exactly. um, post-arcade? These songs all still exist, even if they are not formerly Eurovision entries. Um, and the Netherlands, the host country, would have been represented by Django McCroy. Django w- McCroy? With the song Grow. Give me that name again? Django McCroy. Don't recognize that as a name, but like... Um, well, I mean, it's also uh, the Netherlands, where we have uh, some Suriname heritage. Oh, so then it makes So that's where that name is coming from. Yes, absolutely. Okay, now I get it. Let's get into it. Um, <laughs> first... First, first, first song of uh, of Eurovision two thousand twenty is the Netherlands, last year's winning country. Grow by Django McCroy. Just like satellites lost in the sky. This is good shit. Don't take it personally. Don't be offended. Don't mind my. Mind. Attractive man. Yeah, sure, sure. That's an extremely attractive man. Ooh, hot boy. That's a good song. Right? Uh, It's a really respectable uh, host entry. Yeah. Um, It's it's nice to see. We love to see it. It's a good follow-up to Arcade, and we love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. This is is a rare one for me, because it's one of the only songs in, in the podcast that we've spoken about so far. That I like the build-up more than I like the payoff. I, I can see that. Because the build-up, to me, it sounds so much like a Daniel Caesar song. Yeah, which I know is like your whole thing. Daniel Caesar is one of my favorite musical artists of the moment. Mm-hmm. And I haven't listened to him in a while. But Freudian is an amazing album. And it's just all this kind of shit. Yeah, I, I love the sound of his voice. His um, voice is gorgeous. I will, I will admit what you're saying. Like the 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 final um, it just minute, half minute of the song is is veers sort of like off into the, basic. The anthemic gospel thing that just feels really accessible, which is the goal of it. But yeah, it gets gets to feel like oh, this might be a little too basic for the kind of nuanced floaty the, aspect the of the start yeah build up with the with the um organ piano mm-hmm. and the the harmonizing with your own voice the kind of weird like 
Imogen Heaps thing that some artists are doing now, but in a but making it less of a focus. Yeah. I love that shit. Um, and yeah. I think the the build up was so beautiful and then it pays off in something yeah that I feel like was written to be accessible and that's a shame. But that said, what is so weird about many of these songs is a few of them have been selected through national selections, but a lot of them were internally selected um, yet were still written or produced to fit into like the three minute uh, package which is meant to be put on stage. Yeah. A lot of these we've only seen music videos for while we know they're meant to be essentially a three minute Eurovision performance. Yeah. And we won't get that three minute performance with the Eurovision production values that a lot of countries like look forward to having those production values. Yeah. A show where everyone is on the same footing. And that's too bad which because. Which is a sad, beca- now sad because we can... you know that this was going to be mostly about how that last third of the song is presented yeah. on stage. Because I can see what with it lighting is mostly gonna be and his backing stage vocals appearing and like stuff like that, right? Because the, the, yeah. the gospel y. It was going to be very, is it too late for love? Maybe. Maybe, but Um, I'm going to compare this to City Lights. Okay. Because City Lights is also very build-up. I mean, City Lights has one of the best payoffs. I think the way this would have been staged could have just benefited a lot from just him on stage, much like Blanche. Being very vulnerable. Okay. And then it would have been just extremely powerful. Much like Blanche's final I th- performance, I think which this would like have been, blew everyone away. Yeah, I think this would have been really powerful, uh, whatever they did with it. I, I really like uh, this song. I was just like, this is probably one of I'll the best... I will re-listen to this. One of the best things that like host countries have done in a while. Which is why it's good that they will be selecting him again for next year. Oh, that's fine. Um, that's nice. And it's nice to think about, hey, uh, we've heard one Eurovision song from him. What else will he deliver that is gonna, is it going to compare? What else can he do? Um, yeah, it's worth keeping around. It's definitely. worth keeping around. I'll put that on the playlist. Um, if, I was making, sure. if I was making a playlist of like the Eurovision songs that didn't make it, which includes the national final songs and might include like the actual songs, maybe, uh, that one's going in there. That's one of my faves. I like that. Next song, next song, next song. Yeah, give listen, me, we, were talking about, we were talking about not really knowing what year it is. Um, is this a when are we? I mean, it's kind of a when are we, and yet, like, nowadays, I mean, throwbacks. When are when we? When are we, actually? <laughs> Who knows when we are? Um, no, it would be nice for you to tell me when we are, um, when we listen to Story of My Life. By Leslie Roy that's for not... Ireland. What's another song that's called Story of My Life? There's a One Direction song. No. But I, I know that's not what you're thinking I'm, of. That's absolutely not ever um, what I'm thinking of. Uh, I, 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 Na- I don't Navi think about... Navi Band represented Belarus a few years ago with Historia Maigo Chicha, which translates to Story ha- of My Life. I think that's it. I think that's what uh, I'm thinking hi, of. Hi, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's, I know, it's, it's the one that you love. Yeah. Uh, story of my life. That one's great. Um, how is Leslie Roy's story of my life? And Please. when, when is it? Is for, it? For Ireland. Ireland. It's Leslie Roy. Story of my life. Story of my life. 
LGBTQ plus icon. Even though she is thinks she's straight? And do you know why? I don't know why that is. Katy Perry and Taylor Swift aren't. Even though they want to be very badly. It is because Carly Rae Jepsen writes music about her own perspective and her own experiences and her music is unapologetically bubblegum, peppy, and just fucking good. And she is an ally without having to write songs about how much of an ally she is. Yeah. That is something that Taylor Swift and Katy Perry do, and it backfires because their music I mean, and I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're a fan of either Katy Perry or Taylor Swift or both. Like, uh, that's fine for you. Yeah, I mean, enjoy what you enjoy. Enjoy what you enjoy. But I think that they try very hard to be, like, Yas Queens. Sure. I, I hate to say cringe, but it's, it is cringe worthy of them. I feel like I I hate to, I really hate to say cringe. This song, it is almost Carly Rae Jepsen because it is fun and it is bubblegum and it is peppy and good. Yeah, no, it's. But it is also fucking greatest showman. It is greatest showman. I'm living my life the way I want, and I don't have to apologize to anyone. And I'm gonna have trans people and people voguing and very gay people in my video dancing to my music that I wrote about how I live my life my life unapologetically and that means that they can also. So I'm an ally. You don't know anything about Leslie Roy to accuse her of that, though. No, I don't. I, I don't. I am taking this at face value. Leslie Roy might as well be a huge lesbian, which I... Judging would... purely on looks... She very well might she be. She very well might be. And I love that for her. Right? It's the lyrics about vague, enthusiastic self-acceptance that I am so tired of no, but listen, in we, music. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we've definitely... We have gone over this. We've definitely gone over this and explored this. Um, I've not wanted to, uh, you know, put it in front of everyone, but in the Norwegian selection, there was a song called I Am Gay. Oh, my God. As written by Not A Gay Person, um, which was... Especially infuriating for this reason, because a lot of queer people or music that is coded as queer in Eurovision has been about vagaries as yeah. I am me, living my life the way I am is good, 
Or like, I don't care what you say. I'm more than my looks. And it's all like, of that, it's, which are vague terms, which are all coded as to be about gay stuff. But because they become so vague, it's just like it's like a, it reads as a it, cop out. It, it reads as a cop out. Whereas a lot of the times, it's being safe for queer performers themselves. Yeah, and but the. the the other side of the medallion is a straight person having the audacity to, for a change, as the first person ever saying, I am gay. Which is just like, you know, that there's a reason people don't sing that. There's exactly. a reason that's not how any songs go. Um, which is, what, which is for this... me to say, as a Eurovision trope, this kind of thing, par for the course, but that makes it not revolutionary, despite the fact that it has, yeah, the typical... It, it, it's... Almost very typical to be like, yeah, yeah, the Eurovision thing, we're showing multiple different people who look very different uh, while someone sings a vaguely anthemic song. Yeah. I'm not accusing this woman of being straight. This bothered me about Roi last year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not accusing her of being straight. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I think, the gravest accusation you could put Absolutely. On like, I would never accuse anyone of such a heinous thing. But... I would, I would like to assume, um, just in general, in the world, I would like to be able to assume of people that they're not straight. I know. I it's... would love that. Like... Just giving people the benefit of the doubt. Anyone I meet... I assume they're at least bi. If this were genuinely something that you needed to assert about yourself, if if your self-love was genuinely something that played such a big role in your internal life that you needed to write a song about it... Sure. Then it would feel more personal. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of steps in between writing something and getting it produced and making a video yeah. where a message can become diluted or where through some way the presentation of an idea doesn't, you know, translate. But we can only judge what is this end product that we have now, which is a music video, and say that, like, there is a, a pandery element almost... A way of being like, it's the Eurovision, you like... You like gay songs, right? You like songs about being gay and open and seeing, like, diverse people. That's good, right? It feels a little easy. Um, but I completely agree that it's so close to being something... It, it's like, how... how... Where are we? In, if how... you're in between yeah. The Greatest Showman and Carly Rae Jepsen, you're just confusing me. <laughs> it's, it's like, well, but do I love it or do I absolutely hate it more exactly. than anything? Like, uh, no. Yeah, we might say that we're bisexual, but I think Mira's just confused. I'm, I'm so confused all the time. Not mutually exclusive. Not way. mutually exclusive, but one doesn't mean the other. <laughs> yes. No, no causal relation, but. Is this a good moment for me to come out as non-binary on the podcast? By the way, like, if it's you, a good as moment. As if any. you wanted to, like, yes. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's out there now. It's fine. It's difficult for me. This one. Yeah. I could love it. It's so close. It's so close to being good. Listen, at the end of the song here, we see. Leslie Roy, transported from the um, 
the music video setting of being in front of a pink screen uh, in a pink blazer playing her guitar while uh, she's wearing like a mesh top. It does make me feel things. Yeah. It does make me feel like, things. Okay, I love, things. We love to see it. We love um, to see it. Transported from that into a sort of club setting where she's actually dancing to the music and um, it becomes more than performing it, but it becomes being in it. Yes. It changes from her doing like the clenched fist gesture, which to me reads as... I don't quite know how to put the power into this that I want to put into it. So yeah. I'm clenching my fist to make it clear to you that how I'm much feeling I this. how much I feel and mean this, but that rings super hollow. Yes. But it is until oh the end. Oh my god, that's so true. But it is until the end when she's in like the club setting and everyone is dancing that she feels part of the song more than like the first two minutes. Yeah. This is a where for me the last minute actually makes it work because she is taken out of like the yeah flat scene and she's integrated um and that works that, a lot better than being like here's a shot of me singing and here's a shot of a, a person another person yeah. dancing here's um, a shot of another person dancing but it also it makes works me, it also makes me feel like if i was in a crowd of of eurovision fans and this song was on and we oh were i'd all, go we feral. were all dancing i would sing along and i would feel good uh, a kinship to other people singing the song it would yeah. work that way yeah. and that's why i think at eurovision it would have done something exactly. this wouldn't have fallen flat because we know that this kind of stuff tried as it sometimes may be, works well. Also, if anyone knows, the the person in this music video, like a blonde female presenting person uh, that doesn't wear makeup, with wearing a jeans hair, jacket? Wearing a jeans jacket? I don't know. I don't know. If anyone knows her, tell her to... Uh, tell her to slide into my DMs. Like, <laughs> that is an extremely attractive person to me. Hello. Next song. Next, we're going to go to a country where we have already explored some of the songs that did not make it to Eurovision for that uh, country. And unfortunately, this is another one that didn't make it there for that country. Um, we're going to go to Lithuania. Oh! Um, and now listen, we've, we've gone from... Uh, Wait, what's the one we listened to that didn't make it? Um, we came from the sun. Oh. Make me human. Alligator. Oh my god! Lithuanian basketball player. All bangers. All bangers. All bangers. Absolutely. And so we're gonna listen to the song that beat out all of those songs. You're making me so excited. Uh, which brings us to "On Fire" for Lithuania. Fire, fire, fire! Love by the Roop. The what? The Roop. R-U-P-E? No, that's the rope, honey. The roop? The roop. R-O-O-P. Yes, the roop. That just makes me think of Spy Kids. What's the... What's... Floop. Floop? Floop is a madman. Help us. Save us. (laughs) It's a good movie. It holds up, everyone. Didn't you think um, the Irish song was a little, like, pink? Uh, no, it wasn't. Right? Like, I... Yeah, like, I get why you would say that, but that... Not quite as bad. Mm. Um, Pink used to be good. It was a little the Veronica's for me. 
The Veronicas! Right? Uh, were you super into the Veronicas as a teen? Yeah, although I can't remember a single song of theirs. I have no idea how they... No, that checks out for you as a person. <laughs> I was like, great song, super into it. Now I'm just like, no idea what the songs were like, though. Let's see if you remember a single The Roop song. <laughs> Give me it. Um, for Lithuania, it's The Roop and On Fire. The world is my desire. I feel that I'm on fire. Lithuania, you really never disappoint, do you? God! That was three minutes? I have never seen someone go so hard to such a boring song. Ooh. Count counterpoint. <laughs> counterpoint? David Byrne of the Talking Heads. None of his songs are boring, what's your point? Oh! There's... Tread carefully. There's some vibes. No. Because David Byrne knows he's not a good dancer. This man thinks he's a great dancer. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll accept that. I'll take that into uh, take that take into, that into consideration. Oh my god, this is like the journey you went the, on, though. The face journey. I wish you had filmed it because I was. I felt my face doing things I was not telling it to do. Yeah, yeah. While watching that, um, amazing. <laughs> This was definitely way more fun to watch than to listen to. It's not that this is a bad song, it's just that I have worked in big retail stores and this is a big retail song it's background store. It's so not, store. but like... It is. Fuck you, it is. It absolutely is. If you, if you like, listen to this at a volume that's just a bit lower okay. than you think you should be listening to it to... Put this on a low volume while you're online shopping during this quarantine, and you'll fucking know what I mean. I mean, I won't, because I know what happens during this song is what happens during this song. I cannot take it away from that, which makes it very hard to, like, accept your premise. Although, you might be right. What is this man doing? What is he doing? <laughs> I hate him, and I love it. Absolutely. He goes so hard on this yeah. mediocre song. It's not that bad of a song. It's not that... It's not like this is a bad song. It's just mediocre. I've been, like, completely... It's involved. not a good song either. I've, it's I'm, not bad. I'm gonna say, I've been, like... This is what happens. You get completely indoctrinated by a handful of people who really like a song. Um, because I remember hearing this in, like the semi-final or whatever and thinking like, yeah, it's all right. Um, only to find out that people really liked it. No. And then to find out that it was the winner of the Lithuanian selection by a landslide. I'm not at all surprised that it's the Lithuanian winner by a landslide. Yeah, because who the fuck knows what Lithuania's deal is. I know. Like, that doesn't surprise me at all. But that this is, this can't be a fan favorite. Um, it can be, because it was, 
because it was the number one with the bookmakers for a very long period of time. I refuse to accept that. It's this is a true. mediocre song. It is middle of the fucking road. This is nothing. It's not bad. Look, I'm not gonna slam this song for being terrible. Well, it's fine. But in 2020, this isn't new. Oh, certainly not. In yeah. 2020, this isn't refreshing. Yeah, I came, I came around to like, like, okay, no, I'm actually, I'm into it. Once you hear this a few times, I'm like, yeah, I'm into it. But I remember distinctly my first reaction to people being enthusiastic, being, if you dared to be dismissive of Fused Mark, then how yes. the hell yes. are you all so enthusiastic about On Fire by The Roop? Absolutely. Like, we are, we like, are dealing with extremely similar, like, experimental Lithuanian energy. Whereas, but it's not... At all experimental. If you were listening to Subtract in 2011, you heard this song. You heard better than this Which song. Which, again, might be what makes it work, is the fact that it, it is not... Derivative of Subtract? Yeah. Off-putting. Well, sure, yeah. But... Yeah, sorry. Fused Mark tops this head and shoulders... Outsold so much better. I'm still not over Reign of Revolution getting such a bad rap. It was a good, it was a good song. This is fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. It is just fine. I have, I have no. He goes really hard on it, and that is incredibly great. funny. It's great. It's so good. It's so good to watch. The song on the merits of the song alone. Isn't great. The reason why I'm willing to go with what you're saying is because I I had not before, because it slipped by me for some reason, but I saw a song that the Roop entered in the Lithuanian National Selection last year or a few years ago, and I thought it was terrible. Um, ah. And he was as not... He wasn't, like, kooky about it. It wasn't a kooky song. Okay. But he was as, like... Into it. Into it, in a way. And I was like, but this is terrible. But I think the song itself is definitely to thank, because he gave a similar energy to a much worse song in a previous selection that I'm like... Yes. No, I don't know how to phrase it. It doesn't surprise me that this is their best song. I don't know if it is the best song. I don't know if it's their best song, best song right? but, it's... but if it was, that wouldn't surprise me. And that makes it like, oh, You, you know, if you, this is yes. the best they can do, it's not very good. You like seeing an artist where you're like, I know they can do more mu they can make more music after this and it can top this and it can be better and interesting. Um, that's definitely always something you like to see. Or knowing that, like, oh, this is an established artist and this might not be their best song, but it's their Eurovision song. That's a different feeling, certainly. Um, I enjoyed this immensely. Right. I don't want anyone to think that I did not enjoy this experience. That was incredible. There is a big difference between me enjoying this and me enjoying, say, a performance by another bald man. 
who is really into his own music. Hashtag bald, hashtag sexy, hashtag man. Hashtag dad D. Right, okay. Serhat is really into his... Completely different energy. But hear me out. Serhat's music, and it pains me to admit this, isn't the best music in the world. Sure. 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 But it's not that his presence while performing it is the only enjoyable thing about the music. Yeah. The music stands on its own without his performance. The music is in- enjoyable without him. Sure. If I listen to this mu- this song before watching the performance, I wouldn't think twice about it. If I listen to I Didn't Know before watching the music video for I Didn't Know, directed by Thierry Muglet, mm-hmm. I would still be like, this is incredible, give me more. Maybe. Absolutely. Would you not have clocked onto the Serge Gainsbourgness of it all and tapped out? Oh, you got me there because I do hate Serge Gainsbourg. But the, the thing about On Fire is, I mean, there is, you know, there is the rhyme, which is terrible. On Fire, Higher, Desire, Terrible, Don't Do It. Not great. Um, it's not a bad song. I would not say it's like a background Uniqlo song. Um, I think it does a little... I think that was a little bit harsh for me. I, think I it, will take that I, back. I think it does a little too much in variation to get to its three minutes to be discarded as a background song. I think it, as a song, you would be surprised when you're just listening to it how fast those three minutes go by. Not just watching it, listening to it. Again, I will admit, after seeing it, I've, I've heard it without watching it. The song goes by every time. Like, every time I'm like, oh, it's at the la-la-la part. Shit. Mm, okay. Where I'm just like, oh, it's at this part now. Oh, it's at, like, the... It doesn't the beat drag. Break. It's, it never drags. Which also is, you know, the, the faintest of praise. Yeah. But it's... The best thing I can say about it is that it does not drag. But I don't think that's the best thing I can say about it. I think the the performance is just... It's, hilarious. It's hilarious. So good. Um, without it being a joke song, it's important that this wouldn't... To me, it's important to me and to many people that this wouldn't be considered like a joke song to people. And there was that worry of like, this is a joke. It's no one can take this seriously. It's um, not old-fashioned enough to be a joke right. song. There is, but it's not like cutting edge modern. But it feels it's 2011. I don't know. Watch Eurovision 2011. This would have been no, not Eurovision 2011. Music 2011. You name these years as if they mean anything. <laughs> is there another one in this category? No, that's it. Oh boy, <laughs> you have given me three great songs to start with. Like I'm, I'm loving it so far. Yeah, I mean, this is a good, a good little spread of um, three different kinds of music that we often get in Eurovision. It's the, it's the emotional bearing of one's soul. The more you know, the poppy, quote unquote, banger or trying to be a banger, and then the. The trying to be experimental modern. And then the in, 
yeah, the sort of incongruous um, thing where people aren't sure, is this the music in that country? Or is it just... Yeah. Well, as you said as the song finished, Lithuania never disappoints. Never. It's where the casual... Lithuania is a lot like Belarus. Weird country, right? Like... You never know. You never know what they're bringing. And all that, all that said, I really have no idea how well that would have done. Like, I, 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 I will admit that I didn't start off loving that or anything. Much like first reaction is just kind of like... That's weird, a little off-putting, but, like, hilarious enough to, like, keep watching. And I think that would have done that at Eurovision as well. But yeah. you have to remember, people will be watching it for the, would be watching it for the first time. So I have no idea to parse, like, what the locals would have made of that. I feel like I might start loving this song on my fifth listen. I think that's But in that's Eurovision, people don't often get a fifth listen. Yeah, which is, again, the curse of being a fan of Eurovision is you put a few songs on cycle because it's what you have. And that's why you have me. Yeah. That's why you have that's me. That's why this is so refreshing because you come in and you're just like, uh-uh. And I'm like, I forgot, but I did have that reaction briefly. Like, I did go through that phase and it's just that initial, that initial not latching onto something is what's gonna matter. And that is why Eurovision fandom, as much... As I love you, as much as I want to be a part of your proceedings, I just, I'll keep my distance. I will keep my distance from you, and I will do my solemn duty in not listening to these songs until it is allowed by the masters of podcasting, (laughs) which is... My boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Podcasting goblin. That was so horrible. I was doing some ASMR shit. Uh, I feel like we can uh, quote unquote end it there. Quote unquote end (laughs) it? I don't know. What is that? What is that? What is that? Air quotes for? I don't know. We can end it there. I would like to have a plugs section. Okay. I want to plug something. We're watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Irun is watching it for the first time. Uh-huh. I'm watching it for the millionth time. It's a good show, you it guys. It watch it. it. It's so good. It's on We're Netflix. Watching. Just watch it. Also, The Magnus Archives is a really good podcast. <laughs> if you're into horror, put that shit on. Um, you have any plugs? Uh, yeah, I was not prepared for plugs. I mean, if you like D&D, listen to another, not another D&D podcast. Oh, yeah, get into NADPOD, everyone. Um, if, you're, if you're into D&D at all, please play D&D. It's very good right now. Uh, in times of social distancing, you can uh, play it online with your friends. If you miss people... Play D anD D. We play our D anD D online mostly, so it's really it really works like that. Um, try it. Get into Dungeons and Dragons, um, and if that doesn't work, we may be back soon with another episode, so you can listen to our voices as we talk shit about songs that are nothing. We do be talking shit though. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you. No, we will not see you, and you won't see us, but you'll hear us. On our next episode of the Eurovision Revision Podcast. Good night, Europe. Good night, Europe.